And I was so thankful for you a little while ago. I sat here and started to sing. And I remembered you said, I'll turn it down. Oh, I hope you did. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have seen a mass exit. <laughs> Say, by the way, in Matthew 15, Matthew 15, verse 9 says, In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. I think that's the one ruler we got to keep in mind. Does it make a difference which church we belong to? And the Bible says to us, we got to watch out that our church is not teaching doctrines that some man made up or that some group of church body made up. If it's not from the Bible and not from God, we need to stay a little bit away from it. So it does make a little difference. Let's go to B. The Holy Christian Church is comprised of all in whose hearts the Holy Spirit has created faith in Christ, our world Savior. Do you think that's a yes or a no? Visit with somebody and see what they think. Is that a yes or a no? Is that the Holy Christian Church? We've got some yeses. I'm going to read you two references. See if you still think yes, okay? One is from 2 Timothy 2.19. But God's firm foundation stands bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his. And also from Romans 8.9. But you are not in the flesh. You are in the spirit. If the Spirit of God really dwells in you, anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. Sounds to me like if I look at number two, the Christian church is those of us who have allowed the Spirit to come within us. And we don't have a whole lot to say about that. We just pray that the Lord helps us accept it. But it is. It's the spirit of our faith that holds us together. Go to C, if you will. The holy Christian church is invisible. See what you think about that with somebody else. See if you agree. No fighting, by the way, please. Okay? The church is invisible. No. Can somebody say yes? Say yes, so we have a, at least a little difference of opinion. Yes? Good, thank you. It's so hard to decide what we're going to do about that one. That was our thir third one, ABC. Okay, so I got a reference or two might help us with that. Um, one we've read already. God's foundation stands firm in the seal. The Lord knows those who are his. I can't see inside you to see if you are his. And we oscillate. Remember the reference in the Bible that says, God, I believe. Help me in my unbelief. Have you ever had days when things aren't, you're not really thinking that you're walking with the Lord? And days when you realize, oh, Lord, thank you for helping me through that. Lord, I trust in you today. 
It, you know, the, the Lord knows how you're doing with them in that day. I can't see you. However, and this really helps, it could be true or false. What if your opinion of a church is a building? That's visible. Or your opinion of a church is seeing this group of people together. That's the real church. You're together at some old lady's house raking leaves, and I better not hurt anybody's feelings here, raking leaves and digging out gutters and doing a service project because they are a brother or sister. That's visible. So it's invisible within the individual. It might be invisible within the invisible person as well. I think the church is pretty much invisible. The buildings and the actions of the church are visible. Okay, if we split it up that way. What's next? Do you have a letter D next? There are many denominations in the invisible church. Uh, by denominations, I mean different kinds of churches. <laughs> that was D. I'm going to read something to you from Romans. For as in one body we have many members, and all the members do not have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members one of another. It sounds to me like we can't take Jesus and box him in to one particular religion. I can't see what's in your heart. So I think that there are different churches, and we won't be, you know, I've got some Lutherans, especially some Catholics, who are friends. When we get home, they're going to be shocked to see that somebody from the Episcopal Church is there, or the Lutheran Church, English District is there, or whatever. Wherever Jesus is in the heart, that could be in a different denomination. Now, I know the one, go ahead, speak, please. Okay. Okay. I sure could. And I could do my afterwards also. Um, this was for number four, right? This is Romans 12, verse 4 and 5. And I don't expect you to be looking them up with me as we go. You just got to believe that I'm not making up the words, okay? <laughs> but if you want them, I'll surely give them to you. And the one before that you wanted was from three. That would be Timothy. 2.19. The Lord knows those who are his. Let's move on before we get in trouble here. So, so there can be many, we agree, there can be different denominations. Yeah. Oh, let me say one thing about that. The one we think of the most, where we have the most differences in our area of the world is the Roman Catholic Church. And I have so many, you know, I've taught for 40-some years and six of the guys I've taught are Roman priests. Two are Lutheran pastors. I think I scared it out of them when I taught them sex education is what the deal was, but that's how that worked. 
But as I visited with some of my very best friends who are Catholics, they say to me, yeah, I believe in Jesus Christ. He is my Savior. I say to them, what about the papal decrees? Well, we know they exist. They're existing less and less with a new pope. Uh, so we just kind of act like that's not part of us. What about worshiping through Mary? No, the Bible, we've read the Bible, and it says there is one mediator between man and God, the man Christ Jesus. So even though they're belonging to a different church, they're taking a piece of it. And so it's between them and Jesus, just like you and I. Between you and I and Jesus. That's especially true when we go to communion, isn't it? It's a private thing. So even, even some of the Romans rejects them. Okay. I'm on E, I believe. All who say they believe belong to the invisible church. Are we agreeing or disagreeing with that one? No. A yes. I like questions that can be yes or no. Then you can't be, feel bad about being wrong. It, I, I, it's a true statement. Those who believe, say they believe belong to the invisible church. However, are we saying it with our words or with our heart? I don't know. So that one's up in the air, okay? So let's go on to F. I like this one. The church is called holy because Christians never sin. You know, if we never sinned, we wouldn't have the love or the need for our Savior, Jesus, that we do have. However, if we cut that statement in half and say the church is called holy, then it's true. Because you and I, when we get home, we can stand in front of our Father and say, Father, I am here and home and I am without sin. Because of your love for me, your son, my savior, Jesus, paid for my sin, and I am holy. You are holy saints. When we ask Christ to clean us of our sin. Sometimes we have to do that quite often. It depends on how things go. My wife and I experienced this quite a bit this week. Um, we have a particular cow. Uh, her name is, uh, we call her manure head. Actually, we use another word other than manure. <laughs> because she likes to jump over the electric fence and get out and then graze the side of the highway. Of course, and we get visitors coming up. So Nance and I were spending the week redoing electric fence, put maybe a stronger one on every, every now and again. Every now and again, one of us would accidentally, well, you know. <laughs> and the words that sometimes come out are not, Thank you, Lord, for letting me feel that shock so I know it's wrong. <laughs> Often we let other things into our vocabulary that we, maybe we shouldn't. Let's move on. Visible Christian churches are those who preach and teach the doctrines of God's word and administer the sacraments. Sacraments. No? Yes? I, I, if you guys get together at the lake and we have a big youth gathering and we're all there together and we take communion together, are we a visible Christian church? I think so. Yeah. 
as long as we administer the sacraments, oh, there's a problem there. How many sacraments do we have? Just three. I think we have the rules. In order to be a sacrament, it has to be something God told us to do, has a physical means, something we can see, and offers forgiveness. So we have baptism and Holy Communion. So there may be some other sacraments, like you know, some churches have a sacrament of marriage. And that might be a good practice and so forth, but we only look to those two sacraments in this particular organized church that we belong to. Maybe that's somewhat true. I'm going to say that's true. H. The Episcopalian Church is a branch of the visible church. Now, I don't expect you to know all the teachings of the Episcopalian Church. I don't. But I know that my godmother and my godfather, who we spoke to just last week, because they are in South Carolina, and they've had some storm issues there. And Aunt Jenny is 92, Uncle Rod is 94. So we worry about them a little bit. They live in a community up on the hill, doing fine, except perhaps they look out, they see nothing but water. I know that they believe in Jesus Christ as their Savior. I know that they realize we are saved by faith and faith alone. So I would say some members, at least them, are members of the true church of God. I don't know all their other teachings. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say there's probably some in there, yes. Let's move on to, is it I we're on? A true visible church is one which has, teaches, and confesses the entire doctrine of the Word of God, administers the sacraments according to Christ's institution. I think we do that here, don't we? We administer the two sacraments. I think all the teachings of this particular synod, as I've examined it, you remember Pastor Paul Albrecht, who's out of Superior, and he served around. He researched our new synod, a new group here. And he said, there's no reason we couldn't have altar and pulpit fellowship. In fact, Missionary Gary and I went out to the youth convention out in the mountains, and it was of this denomination, 350 teenagers, and no pills to calm me down. Oh, wow. But we had a great time. But they preached and teached our Lord Jesus. So I think, I think we're okay there. I like the next one. Jay. Only Lutherans will be saved. Everybody's laughing. What's that mean? Probably will, and I know some folks who believed that. I was raised in an area where every single person was Catholic, Italian Catholic, in Dairyland of New England. And then there was maybe 30 or 40 of us rejects, which were called Lutherans. And we, were, we knew that we were going to hell because they just plain told us, if you're not Catholic, you're going to hell. But that was their belief, and that was their teaching. And it kind of somewhat still is in places, depending upon what diocese, what group they belong to. Uh, no, friends. I think, I think we can't box Jesus in that tight. Jesus has come for all of us. 
not just Lutherans. Matter of fact, we've got trouble with Lutherans not believing Lutherans are going to be saved, depending upon what we're teaching within the church. And that's why I, I'm at peace at night, because Jesus is still the Lord of the church. So he can, he can take care of it for us. Are we on L? We're getting close to the bottom. K, okay. Visible church refers to church buildings. Maybe. The real church is you guys. Wherever you go, you're the church. This could be your church building as well. And I really love the name that you've chosen. I'm embarrassed about the name of the one that I belong to. Can you imagine what church do you go to? Centennial. What's that got to do with our faith or our teaching? And, so, and, I, and I finally found out it was because the church formed during the 100th year of Lutheranism in the United States. The church that I was raised in was a church where we worshipped in a textile factory to begin with. And uh, we were a mission congregation on the East Coast. We were called Prince of Peace. That makes a statement of what you stand for. And by the way, you never tell anybody this, but the most trouble I ever got into in my life was in that church. Two ways. My dad was superintendent, and we had... Uh, Upstairs was where the big factory was. At the very end was an abandoned water wheel. And we had a nice area downstairs, this bigger, bigger, and we worshiped in it. And once in a while, my buddy and I would sneak upstairs. And we found there's a two-by-four that you pull out, two-by-four out. Well, you know, once that water wheel starts going, you can't stick that sucker back in there and stop it again. <laughs> and my dad was kind enough to let us be the, in charge of mopping and waxing the floors for the next two months. Um, you learn as you age, I guess. Are we on L? It's good for us to attend other churches frequently. Learn what they teach as long as they're not, you're not influenced. Is it okay to go to somebody else's church with them? I think so. It's okay to go. The only thing that scares me is frequently. You know, frequently means I'm not staying with my family. I'm not learning with my family. I'm not growing with my family. That's you guys. But it's okay to go. As a matter of fact, I learn a lot about my own church when I go to somebody else's, especially if I learn some of their teachings at that time. So it's okay. I think it's okay for whatever that's worth. M, Jesus said, beware of false teachers. Pretty clear, huh? And you know what his words were? Beware of false teachers. So we can't go yes or no on that. He said we've got to watch out for that. So what are we going to use to measure whether somebody's teaching us falsely or truthfully? The Bible. Exactly. If it's in, if it's in the Bible, uh, we, can, we can accept that. Okay? I like the last one. I think it's the last one. It is on my sheet. Faithful and true Lutherans will never teach or knowingly accept any doctrine that's not clearly taught in the Scripture. What do we think? Okay. I think the definition 
Are you in name only? Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's true. If, if, if we believe what we've been taught through confirmation, we're okay. However, we have a few teachings that sneak in here, and we don't even realize it. Do we, do we in this congregation teach about uh, sponsors for baptism? Do we have that? That's, you know, that's not a biblical... That's, no, I haven't? Okay. That's, that's not, that's something that maybe we use to help us in our profession of this congregation, but it's not a doctrine. How about, do we install pastors and ordain pastors? Mm -hmm. We do that to help us stay organized. But, you know what Jesus said? He says, go into all the world, teach them to what I have observed you. So, he didn't say, well, come here, you've got to go to school for a while and get ordained and then go out. So that's kind of a teaching that is maybe not a doctrine for us to hold on to. Friends, I am proud and thankful to sit here with you, I guess I'm standing, and worship with you. I believe that our Lord Jesus Christ is fulfilling what he said right here and now. When two or three are gathered together, I'm here with you in the midst of you. I believe what we read today in our gospel, the foundation of our life, of your church, is the belief in Christ Jesus our Lord. And it all started going that way simply, way back when Martin Luther and a few of his buddies, Melanchthon and all them, they saw a couple of readings in the Bible. We are saved by faith and faith alone. We are saved by grace. It is not our doing, but the doing of our Lord Jesus through his Holy Spirit. And from then on, we started, didn't that cause something called the Reformation? As a matter of fact, in Anson, I have students that come from uh, Germany, Switzerland, Sweden, come spend a year with us. And over there, there are two church beliefs. One they call Catholic, the other they call Reformed. Reformed is all of what you and I have mixed up here to, together, the Lutherans and the Methodists and all that. And so that's the way it split up way back from where it started. We are members of the invisible church. And so it is that as we leave this building, the security of knowing that Christ is with us every day goes with us. Lo, I'm going to be with you to the end of time. And as my dad would always say, don't worry about tomorrow. Jesus is already there. Amen.